Welcome to Money Talk with Tiff, a podcast where we discuss everything money from tips and tricks to current events. Follow me on my journey to become debt-free and meet other cool people along the way. I am your host, Tiffany Grant. Now let's talk money. Hey, everyone. So today on the Money Talk with Tiff podcast, it's actually another guest episode, and we have Shani Curry St. Bill. She is the creator of the PurseEmpowerment.com website. She's a boss babe that assists her clients in managing their money so they can buy more real estate. Hey, Shani, how are you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. So you know, we had a brief discussion before we got on today, and um, I just wanted to talk about minimalism because I know you're a minimalist advocate, and a lot of my audience probably doesn't even know what that means. So <laughs> if we can just dive into that. It's really where you minimize things that you really don't care about in your budget so that you can really focus on the things that you really, really, really care about. Um, you do it in so many ways. Like for me, somebody may really value getting their nails done all the time. But for me, I probably go once a month. Um, so that's not an expense that I'm that I'm heavy on. Some people really value going out to eat. I'm probably going to go out to eat once a month one really good time just so that I can continue to use my money in terms of paying down credit card debt, in terms of investing in my money. I mean, <laughs> investing in my business, I said invest in my money, which is essentially the same thing. Uh, so a minimalist approach is really making sure that when you decide to swipe that card, that it's for something that you deeply value you so that you can minimize wasting your budget and that way you can really um, have the opportunity to take advantage of number one opportunities. Um, oftentimes people say that they save up for emergencies when it's really important to have money for opportunities. So when you start to minimize some of that waste, you have more money for opportunities. Absolutely. That's so important. And I know I have a lot of um, entrepreneur listeners. And so when you're talking about minimalism and saving money and making sure that you have not only an emergency fund, but something for those opportunities, I can speak to that currently. Because mm-hmm. oh, I yeah. a mm-hmm. huge business investment um, here lately. And it's because mm-hmm. I was able to you know, budget, minimalize my lifestyle. And so I Mm -hmm. can't afford to make business decisions that, you know, could cost money. Mm -hmm. So um, I feel like that's a really good point. With that, I know also that um, there's different levels to minimalism, right? (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll see, um, I don't know if you remember that show, but where they had like the extreme cheapskate or something. Yeah, my children made me look at that. Yeah, my children made me look at that. My children made me look at that. So are you on that end of the spectrum or not quite? <laughs> um, no, 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 no. I, I don't, I don't. So let's, let's just be, so in terms of minimalism, that's one of the things that I don't have. I don't have a television. Um, I have a Netflix account. It's the, it's the least expensive one. So I also do it with time. So I probably watch TV maybe once a month, if that. And that's probably because someone's begging me to watch it with them. So I don't have the cost of cable. I don't have the cost of, you know, sometimes when I'm looking at my client's budget, I don't have the cost of, uh, 
you know, iTunes and this app to watch this and then the fire stick and all of these extra added on benefits. Um, so I've never seen the show, but my children did tell me about it. So I can't even tell you about the show because I've never seen it. That's something that I minimalize, not having TV. Um, for instance, when my family goes, I have a family, I have a son, one is six, one is eight. When they get ready to go to, um, when they get ready to go to, um, to the movies with my husband, I never go. Like, that's something that I minimalize. I never go. I do other things with them for family time and to have joint time, but I definitely don't spend money on going to the movies with them. So that's an example of, like, minimalization. And minimalization has really worked out for me in terms of my life, in terms of the growth of my business, uh, when it's come to paying off my house. um, Just being able to minimalize, uh, number one, when we purchased the property, we only purchased the property for $80,000. That's not how much we qualify for. So oftentimes when I'm helping my clients um, figure out, you know, oh, how much house to get, then it's really about, okay, so just because you get qualified for $350,000, you don't have to purchase a house for $350,000. So that is just like another part of like the minimalism equation, you know? Oh my gosh, yes. And even, so I just did a talk with um, students at a local university Mm -hmm. here. And that's what I stress Mm -hmm. to them about the student loans. It's the same concept. Like they'll approve you for way more than you need. Just take what you need. And the same thing goes for buying a house. Right, right. And sometimes what you and sometimes you don't even have to take what you need. Sometimes people overlook specific neighborhoods. Uh, the cost of the house for us was eighty thousand dollars. We bought the property maybe seven years ago. It's now worth two hundred and eighty thousand dollars. So it's all that equity just sitting there that we can tap into to you know buy more property. Uh, we purchased other properties. I'm a little sketchy about touching the homestead. It's not so much that it's a sensible idea. It's just something that like it's just one of those things that I don't I don't like moving around the homestead <laughs> too much but if we wanted to we could take liquid out of that we could take money out of that property and then go and buy another one so that speaks to just having the willingness to um, just minimize your lifestyle for a very short period of time so that you can be able to do the things that you really want to do with your time and what you really want to do with your money I think sometimes when people think about cutting back they think that it's a permanent sacrifice but it's not at all I remember I remember a period of time my business now person empowerment is 10 years old I remember when I began it I remember not being able to go to birthday parties parties with my friends. Like if someone asked me to go somewhere, I would say no. My girlfriends just started inviting me to girl trips because they already know right off the bat Shawnee's not going because it wasn't in my budget. My focus was paying off my mortgage. And now that I've done that, I have a little bit more freedom with my money to so now when they ask me to go to Jamaica with them, Shawnee finally went, right? It's been <laughs> you know, so I minimized that expense. Um I wasn't afraid to tell people no. Like if they would say, Hey, would you like to um, you know, we're having this birthday party and da 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 come to the birthday party. Uh I wouldn't go because sometimes it would cost me $65 to go out to eat and I'm going to get them a gift. Then before I know it, I'm $150 in, you know? So that's not where my money was going at that time. Now do I, if I wanted to go out with them, could I do it with great ease? Yes. But it took a very temporary period of sacrificing um, some of those unnecessary wants so that I can really um, be able to have some level of financial freedom that I would be able to control my time, that I would be able to have a 
a lot more control over my money. So minimalism works for me totally. I, another part of it is not letting people kind of sucker you into stuff. You have to really have thick skin because people will name call. They'll call you cheap. You know, they'll call you broke. They'll make all types of assumptions. Oftentimes when I go out with my husband, um, during that period, I don't do this anymore, but during that period of time when we were really using all the cash to pay off the mortgage, if we went out to eat, then I would always share food with him, right? So you get like this big, big plate of food or whatever. Most of the time you're going to take it home for some takeout. You're not going to eat it anyway. Like me, I don't really like warming up food. I don't even use a microwave. There goes a more of my minimalism, right? I don't buy a microwave. It's not plugged into the wall. It came with the house. I really don't use it. But, um, but I don't like warming up my food to begin with. It's going to take all the nutrients out anyway. So listen, we will bust that plate down and eat it and be happy. And sometimes people will be looking at us and judging us and having these, you know, these opinions about us. But I was cool with it, you know, so that's also another part of minimalism that people are really going to, you know, people really are going to judge you. Right, right. And I mean, so two comments on that. Um, one of my favorite things to say to people is short term sacrifice for long term gain, like mm-hmm. go ahead and skip, you know, you know, these um, luxuries for now pay off your debt and stuff and then you can enjoy that and then some like (laughs) like I'm always telling people you know it's a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain like just make these little baby Mm -hmm. sacrifices now and you will enjoy way more later um and then also I fall into the same boat so you know everybody around me always calls me cheap I like to call it frugal, mm-hmm. but <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, when you mm-hmm. when you're a single mom, you have two boys, you know, you have to cut corners somewhere. So I mm-hmm. like to consider myself frugal and I've always been like that. I mean, even before I've had my kids, I mean, ever since I got my first paycheck, probably, um, I was always frugal. And um, even to this day, like if you keep your lifestyle the same as you make more money, then you just have more money to save or put towards debt or, you know, things like that. And that's what I tell people, like, you can make a lot of money, but if your lifestyle is right up there with it, you're still going to feel like yeah. you have money. Right. Uh, oftentimes, yeah. I'm, I'm all for, you know, redirecting, you know, your cash flow. Because even though, like, I wasn't going out to eat, my, my boys always had, like, the best extracurricular activities. They were always in karate. They were always in them. Um, they were always getting foreign language courses. So no, they don't wear Jordans. They don't have a bunch of, they have Target brand clothes. Uh, however, they are getting access to high level um, stimuli when it comes to education. So oftentimes it's not always about just complete sacrifice. Another takeaway word would be reallocation, right? Reallocation of funds, doing the actual budget, looking at your budget and just kind of seeing like the waste inside of your budget. Oftentimes when I'm working with my clients, I don't just say, hey, um, how much do you spend on X, Y, and Z? You know, there's always this, 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 this thinking of your budget and then there's your actual budget, right? So you'll say, oh no, I only go out to eat. I only spend maybe $50. But if you have to take a paper and a pen and just write down every debit that came out of your account that supported this food habit that you have, you probably find that you're right up there with the national average of how much people spend on eating out. And that's $350. So if you take $350 and you save that for 12 months, then you got a down payment on the house. You could pay down a credit card. You can, um, 
you can fund that business, you know, just simply by saying, let me reallocate these funds and take them somewhere else. Exactly. And that is what's so important. And that's what I tell people like a budget. And I think I talked about this in a previous episode, but a budget isn't there for deprivation. It's there to give you permission to do things that hit the nail on the head. That was, that was great. So yeah, reallocation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I'm going to have to start using that actually. <laughs> I'd be like, let's go. Yeah. Reallocation. Yeah. So if somebody say, oh, somebody may say, no, you're cheap. No, I'm an investor. My house is paid off. My car is paid off. I've less than $14,000 in student loan debt. What about you? <laughs> you know, it goes like that. And you have to be willing to go against the grain to create a life that you are really going to enjoy living. You know, oftentimes I see people, you know, having material things that I don't have. You know, I also drive a 2006 left GX470. It's a very, I get to travel, you know, I don't have the expense of you know, a car payment, you know, and then on top of the car, like sometimes I'm looking at my client's budget and their budgets will be, let's say they have a $400 car payment and then they have another $300 on car insurance. That's like $700 just to get up and go to work. Like that's just, you know, it's just, it's just madness, you know? Cause then you didn't even mention gas. <laughs> oh, right. Right. You didn't even mention gas. So it's just really having the mindset where you're, you know, you're willing to go against the grain to create, you know, decide, okay, you know what, that's another minimalist tactic. Like I don't drive a brand new, I don't know, I'm not even thinking about it. I mean, I have to do some repairs on this one, but (laughs) I don't really, it's not something that I think about because I don't necessarily see that as luxury. What I consider luxury is being able to not have to rush to pick my kids up from school. Um, Luxury to me is being able to sit through um, this morning, there was a parent meeting. I didn't have to worry about asking someone, hey, can I take off of work? Can I do this? Can I do that? I have the opportunity to be present to see what's going on. I get to engage. That's luxury with me, being able to engage with my children in a very responsible, um, tactile um, conversation. So you really got to start changing what luxury is, you know, heated seats. Are those really luxury? You know, are you really, you're not even thinking about the money that you can free up just by saying, you know what, really don't need these heated seats, really don't need a new car. I think I can go with a older car. That way it'll shave maybe about $150 off of these monthly payments. $150 doesn't sound like a whole lot, but 12 times one, eh, that makes a little bit of sense, you know? Mm-hmm, exactly. Especially 12 times 60. <laughs> that makes all the sense. Exactly. And I mean, I actually did this. So I wrote an article about it last year, but I had uh-huh. a brand new it was when I bought the car, it was a 2016 Honda CRV. Uh-huh. I bought it in 2016 uh-huh. off the lot and I mm-hmm. rode around in it for two years, $400 payment. My insurance mm-hmm. was about 200 and some odd dollars. And mm-hmm. you know, last year I got rid of it. I sold mm-hmm. it. How did you go about how? Oh, you sold it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I sold it, got rid of it. And I bought a 2010 Mazda CX-7 that I'm driving around mm-hmm. now. Do I miss mm-hmm. my backup camera, heated seats, um, moon, uh, moon roof, sunroof, all of that? Mm-hmm. Slightly. But mm-hmm. what, I'm mm-hmm. still getting from point mm-hmm. A to point B and it's a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. That car that I have yeah. now, I've already mm-hmm. paid that off. So now I don't even you have see a what I'm saying. Payment. If I would yeah, have kept that's that 2016, excellent. I would still be having a car payment to this day. 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And not so it's just it's about reallocation. It's about minimizing some of the things that you consider to be luxury to really identify what your real luxuries are. You know, um, another thing that you can do once you get to a place where you, you know, eliminated a great deal of your debt, then you have the opportunity to move over into investing. So we me and my husband together, we own four properties. Now we go ahead and sell one of the properties. I don't know. I do. One of the things that I do have a crush. Now I do have money crushes, right? I do have money crushes. There, there are things like, there's a few things that I deeply enjoy. And I'll talk about that a little thing. Things that I just, you know, openly give myself the permission to buy without even thinking about it. Don't ask me about my hair straight up. I'm paying for my hair. I'm not talking about it. It's a non-negotiable. I'm going to get my feet done at least once a month. That's a non-negotiable for me. Um, I, those are those are some base level things. Now, a money crush for me is if we decided to sell a property, and then so the the whole idea is to convey to people that it's okay to buy luxuries, but get to a place where you stop buying your luxury with your paycheck and start buying your luxuries with your profits. So if we go ahead and sell a property and there's a profit margin there of, let's say, $100,000. I'm probably not. See, that doesn't make sense. Profit margin of $100,000. Now, I do have a car crush. I do like, I, I like Lexus. I, 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 like, I, like, I like how they ride. I like how long they last. I like the fact that they don't change the body for a period of time. Um, I like their turn radius. That's something that I really like. I like a very smooth ride. I've had other luxury cars, but I never liked them. They're just like so bumper to bumper. They're too rigged for me. So, like, I'm a Lexus driver. So, I do have a car crush. I like Lexus. But I do like the fact that when I have groceries in my hand, I could press that button and then the car back goes up. Like, that's a money crush for me. Like, I totally want that for myself. Like, I don't want to be dealing with these kids and then groceries and all this stuff. I just want to press the button and make the thing come up, right? <laughs> but it doesn't. It doesn't. I don't have that yet. I'm still opening mine with the latch, right? So, I do have a car crush. Um, but I was just working out the numbers in that property so let's say we sell a property the profit margin is a hundred thousand dollars that particular car that i'm thinking about about buying is thirty nine thousand dollars so it wouldn't make sense to buy that car brand new okay because already you got a hundred you're going to spend 40 on a car that doesn't make sense you see doesn't make any sense so if i did decide to sell a property and go ahead and purchase a car you know because i wouldn't even think about it then I, it would definitely have to be a pre-owned vehicle that i'd probably get for like 15 to twenty thousand dollars for it to even make sense in terms of a profit margin and sensibility so that's that's one of the things that i highly advocate for uh if i if i am able to there's a few different contract relationships that I have and I will treat myself to the spa because that's something that I deeply enjoy that's like that's something that I will splurge on um I'm not a huge traveler person I have to be motivated to travel it's not something that um it's not like a huge thing for me I actually um really didn't do much traveling outside of my business when my business was just jump starting really didn't do much traveling but I am a big staycation person so commission or something really great happens financially then I will treat me and my husband to a really good staycation I one of my other money questions that I do I like room service because I cook six days a week 
So the fact that somebody somebody can just bring me a tray and they can just sit right there, like just be very excited about those experiences. <laughs> um, so that's another one of the things that I do. You know, that's another one of the things that I do with splurging out money. If I come into a high profitability, if I get money that I didn't necessarily plan on, um, that, that those are like money crushes. I think sometimes people hear, okay, these people are super savers. All they think about is saving and investing, and they don't think about really enjoying their money. Well, the things that really brings me joy is just being able to be present for my children. That's extremely important to me. And then everything after that is going to come secondary. So I'm already taking care of the first base just by making sure that my mortgage is already paid off. I don't have any card debt. My credit card debt, probably $3,000 is the most that I owe, $14,000 in student loan debt. Nothing is, nothing is really, you know, completely you know, distressful in that way. Uh, so I've already kind of settled the, the cost when it comes to making sure that I can be present for my children. So the, the add-on benefit is also being an investor so that I can take advantage of some of my money questions. I don't know when I'm going to buy a new car. People ask me all the time. I don't know. I don't even think about it. Right, right. We all have our money crushes. I like that term. Mm-hmm. Mine is mm-hmm. software and technology. I love software and technology. Mm. I don't like, buy, I don't buy clothes. You know, I don't get my nails done, anything like that. I do get my hair done because I do need that. But other than that, technology and software is like my weakness. So that's where mm-hmm. I spend the mm-hmm. most money. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway... I'm going to go ahead and wrap up there because we just dropped a whole bunch of gems. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a lot to think about after this episode. But yes. um, Shani, where can we find you? Okay, if you want to find me and get some more of these types of accountabilities in terms of how you relate to money, I am person empowerment um, on all things social media um, to communicate with me. If you'd like to reach out to me to book a free 15-minute session, um, just to kind of talk more about minimalism, talk about the process of um, paying off my house before I turn 40, then you can definitely go to personempowerment.com and use the link there that says book a free 15-minute session. And um, Tiffany, thank you for having me. I already told you that you have a really great radio voice. Um, It was really good um, hanging out with you and talking money with Tiffany. Yay, money talk with Tiff. Thank you. (laughs) You have a wonderful day. You're welcome. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Money Talk with Tiff podcast. For free resources and materials, head over to moneytalkwitht.com. And while you're there, why not sign up for our newsletter so you'll never miss an episode. Talk to you soon. Thank you.